0: This is the Easy Living Yards Podcast. I'm Ben Hale, your host with plenty of flair. Let's jump in and learn how to have a healthy, beautiful yard with less work so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. What's up, and welcome to episode 42 of the Easy Living Yards Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about what is your design style. Now before we jump into that topic today, I want to cover a few things as usual. First, if this is your first episode of listening to the Easy Living Yards podcast, I want to extend to you a special welcome and a special thank you as well for coming by. Here at Easy Living Yards, we talk about what we can do to save time while designing our own landscape. So if you're a DIY landscaper or you're trying to figure out what you can do with your yard and how to do it, you've come to the right place. Here we talk about what we can do to spend less time working on our yard and more time enjoying our yard, as well as more time enjoying time with our family and things that are important to us. So let's jump right into today's favorite plant, which is the serviceberry. Today I'm talking about the serviceberry, which Latin name amelanchier canadensis. And again, all these Latin names and all this stuff is in the show notes. So you can always check out the show notes at how slash episode 42. And there you have a link to uh, all this information about today's favorite plant. Now, why did I pick the service berry today? Well, I love the serviceberry tree for multiple reasons. Right now, it's in its full fall color. So if you're listening to this, it's actually kind of on the tail end of the fall color cuz it's probably lost most of its leaves already almost um but here in southern Ohio, we actually we got an extended period of fall color. So it's kind of nice um and uh it's it's a little bit later in the season than it usually is. But the serviceberry has this beautiful bright orange fall color. Now, before we get into that, what is the service berry? So it's a small tree, sometimes kind of like a shrub. Some of the cultivars are more of like a shrub. And it's either a single-stemmed or multi-stemmed tree slash shrub. Now, it grows in USDA zones 4 through 8. It reaches uh, approximately 25 to 30 feet at maturity for the straight species. Now, if you're talking about one of those cultivars, sometimes they're much smaller. So you just got to check out what you have. Um... It tolerates a wide range of soils, and um, it does prefer moderate moisture. And um, the some of the beautiful aspects of the service berry is it has these beautiful white blossoms in April to May, so very early in the year, very early in the season around here. And uh, you get this fruit coming soon afterward in June and it's really delicious fruit actually so it's edible and that's another thing i love about it is is these fruits kind of have they look kind of like blueberries they have a little bit of a blueberry flavor but it's much richer flavor and less of like a you know how blueberries kind of have like a almost like a pine flavor to them which is really delicious well this is more of like a sweet almost like a nutty flavor in in there too so really delicious fruits uh, birds go crazy over the fruits um they love it um and for good reason and um and so following up after June you have this beautiful tree throughout the summer and then it tails off the end of the year with this bright orange, uh beautiful fall leaves all over it. So I love the service berry for multiple reasons. It's also a great structural plant with with its multi-stemmed habit, um kind of giving a different uh visual architecture to your landscape. Um now it is, I want to say a couple things about it. One, it's susceptible to some of the diseases that you have in the, the, uh, apple and rose family. So it's the same family. So it's, it's a relatively hardy plant, but it, it can, uh, be susceptible to some of those diseases as well as being a carrier for those diseases, such as apple rust, um, you do want to protect this the young saplings from deer and rabbits. <laughs> I, I know this firsthand um, that rabbits, especially if it's a very small one, they just devour these things. So anyway, check out the service, berry if you're considering a small tree or shrub in your landscape and see if it fits into your landscape. Now, let's get into today's main topic. So how do we find a style for our DIY landscape design? Now, A quick outline of the kind of the top categories of today's show are uh, first, we're going to talk about style. Second, we're going to talk about function. And then last, I'll wrap up with a little bit about what my style is. So when it comes to your first steps for your landscape design ideas, you need to consider two things. So before you even figure out what your style is, you need to figure out these two things. First, what do you need for your landscape And secondly, what do you like? And so the style obviously fits into that like category much more than the need category. But it's very important to figure out with your design... What is it you need? Do you actually need something with a designer, or is this more of an artistic thing? I'm going to guess if you're touching your landscape that it, it covers some sort of needs. So do you need to change a space for a functional reason? Uh, do you ch- need to change your front access for a functional reason? Uh, so on and so forth. Or is it more like it's pretty ugly and it just needs updated? Well, that fits into the more of the style and the like category, which is totally fine. But I just want to make sure you clarify both the needs and the likes because those are both very important. Okay, now how do you find your style? Well, it's kind of, you know, it's tough to talk about in these like abstract things and actually picture like what it looks like in a landscape. And you sure, you can go driving through a bunch of different neighborhoods and looking at yards and, and picking out um, some landscapes that you like. And now the reality is a lot of residential neighborhoods actually have not the world's greatest design. Um, especially if it's people kind of just, you know, doing things as they can. Um, our yard is definitely not something to, to, uh, turn your head at. <laughs> if there was any sort of rubbernecking delay next to our house, it'd probably be for the negative aspects of it. Um, <laughs> that said, we're really working hard to try and change that. But, um, for now it's a little rough. Um, Now, of course, with the advent of the internet, we have some awesome resources at our hands. So for finding your style with it, your landscape, you can look at two great resources, uh, specifically. So the first is Pinterest, which is, you know, a very visual, um, uh, resource for sharing. So you can, it's, it's also a great search engine for just sharing visual and how to type things. And so use that to your best advantage, um, (laughs) and, uh, I'm chuckling because I was about, it is kind of like a girly kind of thing, you know, it's like crafty stuff, girly stuff a little bit, but the reality is it's an awesome resource. And, and so don't, you know, if you're a guy listening to this podcast, you know, maybe you need to hide in your closet or whatever when you search for it, but use it for its, uh, what the value it provides. So Pinterest is very valuable in finding ideas and collecting ideas. So use it for that purpose. And there's no shame in using it. Um, now, secondly, you can check out Houzz, H-O-U-Z-Z. I'll have a link to both Pinterest and Houzz in the show notes so you can easily access them. Houzz is also a great resource for um, design ideas for inside and outside of your home. And um, it's just an awesome resource with tons of ideas, tons of examples of of good designs, very different designs, uh, both inside and outside your home. So specifically here for our landscape, it has a lot of resources as well um, that you can look at different beautiful designs and all different sorts of climates and all sorts of different uh, types of homes. So check it out. Okay, so now that we've covered kind of where to look for some of these ideas, let's talk about a little bit more about what to look for specifically. So as you're flipping through photos and you might see something you like, well, I want to give you a little bit of a language, uh, a little bit of a mindset as to uh, what it is that appeals to you about that photo or that landscape. So when it comes to various styles of landscapes, I like to categorize it in three primary groupings. Um, and this is certainly not like set in stone by any means, but this is kind of like how I like to perceive stuff. So first you have your grouping of like formal or classical or symmetrical type designs. So this is very structured designs. Um, when I think formal, the, the archetypal type, um, of landscape I think of as your, your grandiose French landscape. And that might not mean anything to you if you don't study landscape design and which is totally fine, but basically like these big, um, fancy, very symmetrical designs, um, is kind of like the, the, um, the archetype of this type of design, very formal design. Now, when it comes to your home landscape, you can still have a formal design without being so grandiose like a, uh, a French palace, right? So when it comes to a formal design, you just have a more structured design, uh, more um, firm transitions, and uh, generally speaking, it's a lot more symmetrical or unified In that regard, if you think about that, and a lot of repeating elements as well, like so very uh, formal clipped hedges that are used across the landscape, for example. So the second one is uh, that I group it into is your modern or your angular or your tangent or your geometric design. Uh, So basically using very geometric uh, repeating elements throughout the landscape and an sometimes a very simple yet clean and elegant design at the same time so this is kind of what i picture as like a modern design Um, so there might not be too many elements to it it's actually usually a pretty simple design but it's very profound usually in the way that it's done and so again this can be applied on a very um ornate scale, but it can also be done in just your typical home landscape in a more tangible way. And and so, again, it's it's those geometric patterns that are repeated through pretty simple elements. Um, so it might be using, for example, one specific type of grasses in a, a circular or semicircular arrangement on one part of the property, and then that element is repeated maybe in a different uh, a form on the other side of the property. And so you get this juxtaposition that's kind of almost like uh, striking in a way. And so that's an example of like a modern type design. Now, third, it, for me, a grouping is the informal design, or the curvilinear, or the naturalistic design. So this is a more organic type design, you don't have set forms of set uh, like circular arrangements or arcs or segments of circles or right angles as much you have much more fluid type of arrangement um, a lot of things are in drifts and scatters or uh, gradual transitions and so that's like your organic or your naturalistic or your informal design and so those are kind of three main groups of designs there's a a lot of other types of design, of course, out there uh, that we could talk about. But I want to really give us a very general broad strokes of ideas that can apply specifically to your landscape. So let's just call it those three groups right now. So you have your, again, to rehash, your formal or classical or symmetrical. So like your formal design, then your modern slash angular or geometric designs. And then you have your informal or your naturalistic designs, and so those three main groupings, kind of, you generally don't want to kind of cross the boundaries there. Like you kind of pick one and you kind of stick with that, because when you when you mix it up too much, it just looks kind of scattered or cluttered. And that's why you you tend to have these like specific groupings as opposed as opposed to a uh, like a crossover between these t- these different styles. Okay. So how do you figure out what you like within these designs? Well, of course you sit there and you browse through Pinterest or how's and you start liking things, right? (laughs) And it might sound like I'm being facetious, but that's actually kind of what you do. Um, now you might want to actually search for say classical design. So, um, or, uh, yeah, your informal design or organic or, or, um, naturalistic design, right? So you might actually specifically search for some of these to start finding examples to see what appeals to you. So that's one way to start. Well, other way is to think of some themes. So let me kind of just lay out some themes here. And and these don't actually straight directly apply to one of these designs or another, but it might help influence what type of design appeals to you through these, these uh, themes that I'm going to talk about here. So when you think about each, think about what you like regarding each of these themes. Do you like neat and clean? So something very neat, uh, not too noisy, not too many different elements to it. Do you like loose and comfortable? So more open, more relaxed, uh, not so formal necessarily. Do you like roomy or do you like cozy? So Big, wide open space or do you like more kind of enclosed space that makes you kind of pulls you into the space do you like iconic very striking or stark uh, do you like something that's reminiscent so contemplative um, or just kind of thought-provoking do you like something that's very traditional do you like something that's culturally inspired so those are just a couple themes that popped into my head that can help you start to think about some of those designs and how they might be influenced by each of those themes. Next, do you prefer something that's high maintenance or low maintenance? Now, me personally, I I love low maintenance. That's what I basically like to talk about all the time here, right? Well, Some designs lend more toward a low-maintenance design, while others tend to uh, a higher-maintenance design. So, so for example, uh, a lot of formal designs require a bit more maintenance through trimming and edging. Now, that's not just a total blanket statement, but that is a tendency. So I just want you to be aware, if you want a specific type of design, you may need, um, given certain plant selection, you may need a little bit more uh, work to maintain that Desired style. So just consider that. Now let's take a step away from the style piece now that we've kind of uh, understood it a little bit more and let's talk about some function stuff. So it's really important to understand what sort of functional needs and desires uh, you prefer from your landscape or you need from your landscape. So when it comes to function, are you considering any of these types of uh, activities or or purposes for your landscape? So do you need play space for both adults or kids? Um, do you need entertainment? What about uh, a decorative function? Do you need it to basically uh, spruce up your house, right? So that is a function for your landscape. Uh, what about relaxation? Uh, what about food? So food production as well as preparing food. So those are two very different uh, purposes. And what about scenery or wildlife? Or just um, to kind of fill in space that you have. It's, it's your property and you need to do something with the space, right? So you end up, you just kind of need to fill the space. That's a realistic function as well, okay? So those are just some ideas of things you might want to incorporate into your design and see how it pairs with your stylistic preferences, now, hopefully that's giving you guys a little bit of a picture of kind of how to start thinking about this stuff. This is a very nebulous type of uh, episode here where we're not talking about specifics necessarily because it, it uh, pertains to what you like out of your landscape. And that's different for every person. Now let's talk about maybe to help you a little bit, talk about what my preferences are. So what are my design preferences? Now, this is not set in stone for me, certainly. This is something that will change over time, as it will most likely with you as well. And also, it doesn't influence every design I do. Some designs I might like more formal, uh, some designs I might like less formal, uh, based on just the architecture or the the space that it's in. You know, this is an art process. Design is an art. And so um, each space kind of lends to a different type of design. Now, my overall preference in styles, I do prefer the the curvilinear style or a more informal styles with occasional formality interspersed throughout. So for example, uh, let's take the project I'm working on right now with our front yard. So in our front yard, it's gener- it's kind of like a a uh, pretty informal design with a, a slight um, circular uh, arrangement to it. And overall, the, the planting design is pretty informal. And so it's going to have uh, gradual borders that are not uh, stark, that are not very clean. And that's intended to be that way. Uh, however, at the front entrance, I do add some symmetry Right to the front entrance of the house, where it really pairs well with the house and just the the function of the space. And so, there is this gradualism between formality and informality throughout the design. And so, likewise, uh, you can you can kind of blend some of this stuff together, but of course, you don't want to have too much uh, of too too many different things going on at the same time. I do prefer an a more naturalistic design. So um, uh, this. Kind of for me, it just blends with the the overall landscape the the greater landscape, and I like that idea and so um, for me, I have a tendency toward naturalistic design, and I also a lot of times I think from uh, an environmental influence, so I take the space that i 'm in and I see what can influence the design from the space so that 's both functionally and figuratively, so for example, functionally i 'll consider what are the um, Where's the water coming from, for example, or what's the sunshine effect on the landscape? And I'll let that highly influence the design uh, as opposed to the opposite, where you do the design first and then you think about environmental conditions. And so it's just kind of a, a how you perceive design and uh, what you perceive is the most important pieces. And so for me, I usually start with environment first and then move on toward design style second. As far as functions go, some of my preferred functions are uh, f- first and foremost, family entertainment, especially when it comes to my space, because right now that's a very important element for me. And um, so family entertainment's important, as well as fun. So this is a little different. you know, space for fun, space for exploration, um, within the landscape. So creating a space that is, uh, uh, triggers the mind. Um, with creativity for kids, especially. Um, also important to me is food. So food production is something I consider for our landscape. And uh, and then, of course, at the end as well, for me, wildlife. And so I also think about, well, how does our, it kind of goes back to that environmental influencing thing. How does our landscape influence the greater environment? And how can we make it supportive for the other inhabitants of our space. And so that to me is very important. And uh, we consider that as well. Okay, now you guys know a little bit more about my styles. And I hope you also know a little bit more about your own style. And we'll get in future episodes, we'll talk now how we can use that style to begin creating a design. And that's uh, really important for you and your space and creating a space that you love, that you don't have to work hard at all the time. So I hope I hear from you in the next episode and you come back in the next episode to learn more about this. Uh, this is a very fun and exciting process and I want to kind of distill this out so it's not so scary of a process. It's not so uh, overwhelming and um, and so we'll get into this more. Now for today, today's links, I want you to go over to how slash episode 42, episode 4-2. And there I have a couple links specific to today's show. So uh, the, the primary link is um, I have another episode, episode five, uh, where I talk specifically about design basics for your yard. And that'll help you understand more about uh, design theory and how it applies to you with your specific landscape. And what are the key pieces that make a really good, clean, professional looking design, as opposed to something that looks kind of hodgepodge. And so that's really important. Check it out. So um, again, go over to the show notes. I also have a link to today's plant. You can always go over to ely.house slash free. There's a link in the show notes as well for that. And there, there's a, a boatload of free stuff that you can get sent right to your inbox uh, to help you get started on saving time in your landscape. Okay, guys, that's a wrap for today. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better than today.